For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In this psalm entitled John 3:16, Pastor Bonnie Bahati breaks down and analyzes John 3:16 and why God's love is so special. Be blessed as you listen and implement. Anywho, let me preach. Let me preach. Are you ready for the word of God? Now open your Bibles in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. This is a scripture we've heard since we were babies. Right? It's a scripture we've committed to memory. You don't need to read it from the Bible. You can memorize it. Can we memorize it together? Can we, can we recite it from memory? One, two, three. Let's go. No, no, don't. See, Kurap is memorizing. Sour. It's not rapping. For God so loved the word that he gave the No, that's rapping. Memorize. One, two, three. Let's start again. No, everybody. Uh-huh. Clap for yourselves. Now today my sermon is titled John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I welcome your sweet Holy Spirit. The Spirit who gives understanding and clarity to people. Give us understanding and clarity. I arrest every demonic thought that is roaming around right now and subject it to the power of the Holy Spirit. I arrest any wandering desire and subject it to the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, the Bible says, a hearing ear and a seeing eye are both gifts from you. Father, I pray that every listener in this place will have a hearing ear and a seeing eye. Holy Spirit, move in the breeze of the day move in the breeze of the day. The Bible says that one form, in one way that the Holy Spirit moves is through the wind. So Father, I ask that you move through the wind in this place, continuously in this sermon, Lord. And as I speak, Lord, convict your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I hear you say amen? Beautiful. So today, I'm going to give you an analysis of John chapter 3, verse 16. This is such a great verse that reveals the greatest salvation story ever known to man. It is not just a, a, a scripture we memorize. It is a scripture that brought us into this world and gave us life. Were it not for this scripture, ladies and gentlemen, you and I would not be seated here today. This scripture is the very essence as to why you and I are seated here today. This scripture is the reason why you and I are seated here today. You and I breathe. You and I move because of this scripture. For God so loved the world. For God did what? That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
So today, allow me to take you through an analysis of John 3.16. Number one. Number one. Number one. God is the greatest person ever, and he loves the world. Number one, the first analysis we see in the scripture is that God is the greatest person ever, and he loves the world. God is the greatest person ever, and he loves the world. You see, there are many great people in the world. We call them goats. Greatest of all time, right? We call them goat piano. Oh, Christian, what woman you mukona shida? Simutuliange kidogo. Now metoka kuchapo juzi. Now metoka kwa? O metoka kwa league. Oh, what woman you tulieni? Sina ubaya, lakini simutulie tu. So we call them goats. Anywho, one goat we all know of is Cristiano. We can't deny that. He's the greatest of all time, right? That is one goat we know. What woman you, hey? What about Cristiano, hey? Another goat that we all know of is somebody called Leon Messi. He's a great person, right? Is he a great person? Another great person we all know of is who? Saka. Muhammad Ali. Eh? Another footballer who is great is who? Mo Saka. Oh, Mo Salah. The one for Liverpool. Is he in Liverpool? Yes. See, I don't watch football, so I don't know. So help me. Is he from uh, Liverpool? Yes. And he's an Egyptian. Yes. He's a great person. Wow. Who is the greatest goalkeeper right now? Yes. The Gea. The Gea is from which team? Manu. Yes. No, I don't believe that. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. He can't be great in Amnachapua. How? I'm a Shida, Shida, see, Shida, see, see goalkeeper. Shida, ni ref. Oh. So he's a great person. Do I have people who watch Formula One in the building? Who is one of the greatest Formula One drivers? I can't hear. Who is one of the greatest Formula One drivers? Lewis Hamilton, right? He's a great person. Yes. I could not Formula One, Apa. What of Formula One say? Hey, hey. Come watching you Formula One, Uja Moka. Uksha Moka on a Changa Futa, Unaingia. I love another next thing I want to mention. Now, how many people here are interested in golf? Who is one of the greatest golf players you know? Tiger Woods, right? Recently, recently he was he was he was he was admitted or inducted into the golf world of fame. Recently, he's Tiger Woods. He's among the people who are in the world golf of fame. Nobody enters that list is easy. So once you enter that list, you are a great person because it happens I think once in ten years or twenty years, and he's been inducted in that list. So he's a great person. Right? Barack Obama is a great person. Isn't Barack Obama a great person? The first black man to be the president of America. All the way from Kisumu. All the way from on. Hey, if Obama could come from Kisumu to Washington, I see you coming from Kisumu, Siaya.
to the to Washington City. Hey, is Raila Odinga a great person? Yes, he's a great person. Is Uhuru Kenyatta a great person? I'm just asking, no, no politics. Yeah. I'm just asking, is that okay? Is William Ruto a great person? Yes, he is. Who else? Is Jomo Kenyatta a great person? Is Jaramogi Oginga a great person? So this world is full of great people. Yes. This world is full of by the way, you're also a great person. Yeah. I, I, you are a god. You are, tell, tell your neighbor, I am a god. AKA, call me Kimbuzi. Kimbuzi. Kemuto. Kimbuzi. Yeah, you are a great person. But guess what? Is Mahatma Gandhi a great person? But guess what? The greatest of all is God. God is the greatest of all. There is no greater than God. God is the greatest of all time. And according to John 3.16, God is the greatest who ever lived. And that great person loves the world. That great person loves for God so loved the world. The greatest there is has loved you. You are loved by the greatest. Greater than Cristiano. Greater than Messi, greater than Lewis, greater than Obama, greater than Biden, greater than Putney, greater than all the greats of the world. The greatest there ever is and there will ever be is God, our Savior. God is the greatest. And this great person has loved you and has loved me. We are loved by a great person. Why don't we clap for the Lord for loving us? He loved us. He's so great, yes, he still loved me. Look, God is so great, but he's loved a piece of clay like you and me. It's not something to celebrate. It's not something to be happy about. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. There are many great people, but the greatest of them is God. And this great person has loved the world, and he loves you. Analysis number two. One, we say that God is the greatest ever. Right? Tell about God is the greatest ever. And this great person, tell about and this great person loves the world. Number two, God shows the greatest love ever shown to anyone. God shows the greatest love ever shown to anyone. God shows the greatest love ever shown to anyone. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many types of love in the world. There's the first type of love, it's called the love of a man towards a woman. How many love some ladies in the building? How many love ladies like I do? Me, I love ladies. That's why I'm married. I don't love men. That's why I'm not married to a man. I'm not married to Kangede. I'm married to Victoria because I love ladies. Do you love ladies? So the love of right? Yes. The love of ladies is a love. Another type of love is the love of siblings. Do you love your brother? Do you love your sister? I can't tell you. Do you love your brother? 
Do you love your sister? That's a type of love. There are people who don't love their brothers, apparently. But naturally speaking, everybody will love their brother and their sibling. I remember when we were babies, we used to fight with my brother over food. Like, my brother, I would go and hide sweets. You know, when we were young, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that mind comes from. Babies, for example, your parents come and give both of you ice cream. One of you, this is always the case, one of you will decide, me, I'm eating mine now, now. Another one will say, <laughs> I'm not going to eat mine now. I'll eat mine. I don't know why it is always the case. And the second thing that happens is the person who has eaten is now will always want to fight with the one who eats his. So you'll go and hide yours because you don't want to eat yours now. Then the person who ate his will go and steal that which you eat and eat it. So when you go and find there's no food or there's no ice cream, you become angry and you start fighting your brother. You start fighting him. But it doesn't mean you don't love him. You still love him, right? So there's love for brothers, right? There's love for political parties. Right now in this country is the election period. This is where people love their political parties with all their might, with all their strength. You see them painting themselves with colors of their political party. They go naked. I recently saw someone putting a tattoo of a politician. And the political party, because there is love for political parties. It's the truth. There are people who love football. My God, like my new United fans. I think those are one of the greatest fans in the world. They really love their team. They go through so much. They go through depression, but they still love their team. They go through pain, but they still love their team. What was an old Your case is different. Your case is different. You, God, has sustained you. To be alive today is the masses of God. You are being taught endurance. Yeah. You have something called marital commitment to your team. As what you are Arsenal clap for yourself. At your Arsenal. You have endurance. Yeah. You are loyal. So as you can see, there's love for football. There's love for a man, for a woman towards a man. Yes, there are ladies here. By the way, do you know that ladies love men far much more than men love ladies? It's the truth. The Bible says so. The Bible says when, the, when Adam and Eve sinned, God said that the punishment that will come upon the, the woman is that your desire shall be that of a... Some women were cast with the desire to desire men. The Bible says to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth your children. Your desire shall be for you are... That's why you see even small girls, two years old, they say, Daddy, I have a wedding. Who taught them there's a wedding? Who taught them there's a gown? A two-year-old. It's because this thing is in them. So the lady next to you, look at the lady next to you, tell them, lady, it is, the truth is, love boys. Tell, tell the lady next to you, love boys, far much more than boys love girls. It's a hard truth, but it's scripture, and scripture is truth. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, above all this, the love of God 
is the greatest. The love of God is greater than the love of a father to his children. It is greater. I know your parents love you. I know your mother loves you. I know your boyfriend loves you. I know your girlfriend loves you. But guess what? The love of God is greater than the love of a boyfriend. The love of God is greater than the love of a girlfriend. The love of God is actually greater than the love for a nation. There are people who love their nations. Kenyans, we don't really have those things, eh? We are not really patriotic, which is not a good thing. But Americans love their nation. Yes, that's why they celebrate their heroes, their, their soldiers. When a soldier goes to fight for their country and comes back, he's really celebrated because they really love their nation. Kenya, hey. But, ladies and gentlemen, my point is this. The love of God is far greater than any other kind of love. So according to John 3.16, we can see that the love of God is the greatest love ever shown. And how do I know the love of God is greater? Your mother loves you, right? Can your mother go to jail because of you? Can your mother go to jail because of you? Your father loves you, right? Can your father be crucified? Can he? But your flesh of his flesh. Your flesh of his flesh. Bone of his bone. Blood of his blood. How come he can't be crucified because of you? And he loves you. How come? How come? Ulishikwa na mwalimu umeiba, umeruka fence. Mzazi wako kuitwa shule bala akutetea kama mwalimu huwa ikitu. Ndaza ingine. Piga ikitu. This is a liability. But he loves you. But he loves you. But his love cannot be compared to the love of God. So that gives me an indicator that the love of God is greater. How do I know it is greater? Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten son. It means he didn't have another son. But what he had, he gave it out. For the sake of you and me. Is that not great love? Is that not great love? Me in my house, we might be having one sausage. Like we've eaten sausage and one is left. And my wife is there and I'm here. I love her, but I'll eat the sausage. I'll eat it. But God had only one son and he was willing to crucify him for you and for me. Is that not love? Is that not love? Talk to me, is that not love? I love my wife, but I eat my sausage. <laughs> I, I eat the remaining one. But God only had one. Only one, not two. One. One. The sole heir. Like the sole inheritor but he was willing to crucify him and if anything he didn't kill him through easy death you see the easy death is death through sleep if you sleep and you don't wake up they say that's a peaceful death but jesus died on the cross it took almost the whole night for him to die the whole day he was crucified at nine he died at three do you know how painful that death is and even before he went to the cross the humiliation he went through. The torture he went through. For you. Is that not love? You see. There's nothing as dangerous. As being tortured. There's a guy called Mussolini. If you study history. Mussolini was in charge of Italy. In the second world war. And there's a guy called Hitler. He was also in charge of. World War. 
they were ones of the, not in church per se, like they were the initiators of World War II. So Hitler saw that Mussolini had been captured. And the people who captured him hanged him upside down, the British. So when he saw the pictures of the torture Mussolini had gone through, he said, me, I will not wait for them. He killed himself. He decided he's going to commit suicide. Because it is the torture that you go through that makes you speak. Have you been tortured? Okay, have you watched a movie of someone being tortured? <laughs> have you watched a movie of someone being tortured? Do they keep quiet? They speak. Right? They scream. But imagine the Bible says as Jesus was being tortured, he said nothing. He did not speak a word. Enough, enough, enough. I have called for angels and I live with them. But Jesus, while he was going through torture, while he was going through pain, people, can you imagine the king of kings? People are spitting on him, mocking him. But Jesus, the one who loves the world, he was tortured. Not because he had done anything wrong. He was tortured being innocent. But even in his innocence, he said, actually the Bible says, when he was taken before Pasha's Pilate, the wife of Pasha's Pilate had a dream in the night. The Bible says that he sent forth a message to the husband. And he said, have nothing to do with that man. For I have suffered many things in the night because of that man. Like, don't touch that man. That man is innocent. I have suffered many things because of this man. That's how innocent Jesus was. That her dream had to be given to Portia's Pilate's wife. But still, they tortured him. Still, they crucified him. Still, they took him through pain. And in all this, he said no word. He showed no reaction. He kept quiet. Can your boyfriend be tortured because of you? Can your boyfriend? Can he? You know we sing, I can catch a grenade for you. I can catch a bullet for you. I can do everything for you. A grenade for you. Put my head on a plane for you. I can do what? I can throw my head. Put my head on a plane for you. I can put my head on a plane I'll jump in front of a train for you, my nurse. I'll jump in front of a train. Can I have the boy child in the building say, I can jump in front of a train? You know I'll do anything. I can do everything for you. Oh, oh, I will go through all this pain. Take a bullet straight through my brain. Yes, I will die for you, Jesus. It's a lie. It's a lie. I will not do that for you, oh. Baby, I love you. But I cannot jump in front of a train for you. I can't put my head in front of a plane for you. I can't hold a brain. A I can't have, take a bullet. Straight through my brain. Straight through my brain. For you. No. Can never be me. Can never 
can never be me. Sio lazima. It's not a mass. That life no go balance. I can't even jump in front of a bicycle. I can't. So don't mention taking a bullet through my brain. My brain? My brain? Take a bullet? Through my head? For you? Can never be me. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what? Jesus demonstrated his greatest of love by dying on that cross for you. By doing what? He demonstrated his love is the greatest. The love of Jesus is greater than any kind of love. So the best person you should respond towards his love is Jesus. Because his love has proved to be the greatest of them all. His love has proved. It has proved to be greater than the love of animals. I know there are people who love animals here. Right? There's somebody here, I sit down on the stage. I won't mention his name. When had she, she could not come for a camp because she was uh, mourning a dog. Eh? A chihuahua. A chihuahua that she could not afford to feed. It actually died out of hunger. It was eating githeri with her. Anauma anairushia. Anauma, maka ikuisha azoya. Inafanyuanga. Inarukia, inarushia hivi grain. The dog died out of torture. Out of depression. Somebody killed a dog of depression. Hey, who is that? Ladies, <laughs> the dog died out of anxiety. Culture shock. Couldn't believe that I'm eating Gideri now. But ladies and gentlemen, even that kind of love cannot be compared to the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus is the greatest of love. It is greater than the love of a mother to their children. It is greater than the love of a father to, her ch to his children. It is greater than the love of a boyfriend to a girlfriend. It is greater than any kind of love. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave himself for you. That love is dangerous love. That love is spread open for you today. That love is moving around. That love is melting your heart. The love of God. Nobody will die for you in this world. If I can't give sausage, do you think I can die? Not possible. But Jesus, the greatest of them, was willing to die for us. The love of Jesus is the greatest. Number three, that analysis God loves the greatest number of people ever God loves the greatest number of people ever you see some people can only love a few people many women can only love their husband and their two children 
it's very hard to find a woman who has accepted a child who is not theirs. Because women are limited to loving what's not theirs. Even a man, it's very hard to love more than one person. It's very hard. But can you imagine God loves 7 billion people with equal measure? How big is his heart? I'm so sure some men are saying, but me, I have three boy girlfriends. <laughs> That's not love. It's lust. It's not love. It's lust. It's not easy for a man to love more than one wife. If having one is hard, imagine having three. All demanding the same attention. Simultaneously. If me maintaining my one, I have to continuously pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, teach me to love my wife as you've loved the church. I keep telling myself that. Because it's not easy to love more than one person. It's not easy to love somebody who snores in the night more than you. And do you want to sleep? And you are... It's not easy. It's not easy to love somebody when they wake up, they have a Nike. It's not easy. Yes, even the women. It's not easy to love your husband. It's not easy to love a stubborn man like me. If you ask my wife, she'll tell you my husband is stubborn. It's not easy to love. Many people cannot love many people. A lot of people cannot love more than one person. Their love is limited. There are people who only love their tribesmen. They are very tribal. They only like people from their tribe. That shows you that they are not able to accommodate other people from other tribes because they are unable to love. So God loving 7 billion people is something worth emulating. It is something worth studying. Can you imagine the same way God loves you is the same way he loves this guy. You have no preferential treatment before God over him. God loves us equally. The love of God is equal. It's just that the favor of God and the preference of God is different. The Bible says, Esau I have loved. Jacob I have loved. Esau I have hated. So there are those that God prefers over others. But the love of God is equal. Preference is different. Like for my case, let me use my case. There are people, I love everybody here. But there are people I prefer to work with over others. Not because I don't love the people. I love them the same. But I prefer this particular person over the other. Same thing with God. One of the people that God loves is his servant. That's why in the entire scripture, more than one scripture, it is mentioned, touch not my anointed and do them no harm. Because such people, God prefers them. That's what the Bible says, I'll give men in exchange for you. If a pastor is here, he's supposed to die. And you, you are here. And you're supposed to die. God will say, like God is supposed to choose between the two who is going to die. He'll say, let this one die. Maintain the pastor. I'll give men in exchange for you. Because that's how much God loves us. He, has, he, he, he loves all of us equally. But there are people he prefers. So having said that, it is something worth noting that God is able to love 7 billion people. Different skin. Different color. People from different races. People from different tribes. People, look, in Kenya we have an issue with 45 tribes. Is it 45 or how many tribes? 42 tribes. Is it 42 or 47? 42 tribes. You are unable to love everybody from just 42 tribes. Can you imagine how many tribes are in this world? How many tribes are in this world? Many tribes, right? 
Just the race alone. There are how many races? Several races, right? Around four. Black, white, Asian, which other race? I think three actually. But among those races, God loves all of us equally. God does not love a white man over at greatly because he's white. At God is not like that. God loves all of us equally. God loves 7 billion people, William. So we can see. The Bible says, For God so loved the world. 7 billion people are in the world. But God loves them equally. He loves 7 billion people. He loves black ones. He loves white ones. He loves chocolate ones. All the flavors in the world, God loves them. Is that not love? Why don't you clap for God for loving us equally? For loving us equally. So God loves. And the Bible says he loves without partiality. He loves without partiality. He's not partial in his love. His love is spread abroad for everybody. God loves the greatest number of people. For God so loved the world. Number four. Number four. Are we at number four? The fourth thing. God gave the greatest gift ever, which was his son. God gave the greatest gift ever, which was his son. Truth be told, all lovers give something. All lovers give something. Because I love my wife, I give her nice things. I've given her nice phones. I've given her a baby. I've given her a place to stay. She's housed in my house. <laughs> Without my house, she's homeless. That's how much I love my wife. That I've given her a place to stay. Because all lovers give something. You, you love your girlfriend so much. You've given her the password to your phone. And you are in Pesa. It's not possible. These ones are saying it's not possible. <laughs> what do we have to study from them? <laughs> it's not possible. It's the truth. Some people will not do that. But imagine God has loved us so greatly that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. God gave the greatest of gifts. Tell about God gave the greatest of gifts. So God's love for us made him give something very precious. You see, anybody who was a child, you understand how precious a child is. You understand how valuable a child is. Look, I'm a new father. I call a biological father. My guy is just one year and something. I can't remember. He's one year, one year and six months. You know, one time we went to the doctor and I was asked, how old is your son? I looked at my wife because I don't remember. I'm very bad with, with numbers. So one year, he's just one year, six months. But I can tell you, there's a love I have for that guy that makes me want to go home. When I see him, there's something that comes over me that I can't explain. There's a certain love I feel towards him. I was not like that before. I would see children. And say, hey, nye, 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 boo -boo. sometimes I would even pinch them. 
child they cry. But after I became a father, and I had this little man depending on me, a certain love came upon me towards him that I can't explain. That's how valuable and precious a son is. Now imagine, Jesus is the son of God. So the same way I feel towards my child, the same way God feels towards Jesus, how the love I have towards my son cannot even be compared to the love that God has towards Jesus. But imagine even in the midst of that kind of love, God still gave out what was precious to him to gain you that he couldn't lose. He gave what was so precious to him to gain what he couldn't lose. Is that not love? Is that not love? So God's love led him to give the greatest gift there ever is. That gift cannot be compared to giving a car. Cannot be compared to giving a laptop. That gift cannot be compared to giving anything. The gift that God gave of his son is the greatest gift there will ever be. That's what the Bible says, that because of that, his name is exalted above the heavens and above the earth and below the earth because the love of God led him to give the greatest gift there ever was. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God gave the most precious gift there ever is. Number five. Number five. God gives the greatest invitation ever. God gives the greatest invitation. We are analyzing the, the book of John 3.16. God gave the greatest invitation ever. And this invitation is given to anyone who is willing to accept it. It's called the invitation of salvation. You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ offers the wildest invitation ever. God is inviting everybody to experience the love of salvation. He's inviting everybody, whether you live in the U.S., whether you live in Mandera, whether you live in Mogadishu, whether you live in uh, 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 Kamatagui, in Eldoret, wherever you live, God is inviting you. God is inviting you. He gave us the greatest invitation. Look, today you came here because somebody invited you, right? By the way, do you know that only those who are loved are invited? It is only people who are loved that are invited. Not everybody is invited. Who, are, who here has ever been invited to State House for dinner? I would really want to make you my friend. I would want to do that next time when you're invited. You can, you can tag me along. You can ask me, can, I, can we use your car? I'll be ready to use. Why are we not invited to State House? We are not loved that much. <laughs> to be, it's the truth. We are not loved that much. To be told, come and sit with the president and have dinner. They love our votes. That's the truth. They love our votes. 
But they don't love us enough to have a personal relationship with us. But can you imagine the owner of the universe? Let's pause for a minute. Ask yourself, what is the universe? You know, most of you, when you think about the universe, the only thing you think about is the solar system. If you go too far. But the wildest of your thoughts, you just think about the earth. Let me tell you what the solar system is. In the solar system, there is a star that was discovered. What's the name of that star? Uh, uh, what, 19? Stevenson. Stevenson 214 or Stevenson something. 218. Stevenson 218. That star, star, you see star, like the sun is a star. Do you know that? The sun is a star. It is the greatest star in our, in our, 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 sol, our system, our solar system, in our galaxy. It's the greatest. Now, there's a something star. It's called star. That star can fit in five Earths. One star can fit in five Earths. That is just one. There's another galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy. It has its planets and its stars. <laughs> the owner of the universe. Has loved you. How many planets do we know? But there are more than nine planets. The ones that are known right now are just nine. The owner of the universe has loved you. Recently, men have been trying, they, are, they started something called space, space shuttles. We try to go into space. Not even the outer space, the orbital space. You know, if you go to dark space, there's a potential of not coming back. That's why even the International Space Station revolves around the earth. It does not go a centimeter out of the orbit of the earth. Because if it just goes a centimeter out of the orbit of the earth, it is sucked into deep space, and that's the end of it. So it orbits around continuously, the International Space Station. So recently, they started a, a space travel. But it's not even into deep space. Into, to, it is into orbital space. Orbital space is just a few kilometers out of the earth and back into the space of the earth. And by the way, it costs a lot of money, millions of dollars. But people are doing it to discover the universe. Now, the owner of what people are trying to discover loves you. The owner of what people are trying to discover now, let's come back to earth. How many hills are there? Talk to me. How many hills are there? How many mountains are there? How many acres of land are on earth? Can we fathom? Can we fully comprehend? But imagine the owner of all those things loves you. The owner of all those things loves you. Actually, the owner of you loves you. Because he owns us. He owns us. 
but he loves us. The entire universe, the owner of it, is inviting us into fellowship with him. What has he lacked in this universe to invite me? What has he lacked? You know, man is the arch enemy of Satan. Man. By man, I mean both women and men, generic speaking. You are the arch enemy of Satan. And the reason why you are the arch enemy of Satan is because you took the place of Satan. Satan was the most loved cherub in heaven. The Bible describes him in the book of Isaiah and in Ezekiel as having the most precious of stones, most precious of medals, most precious ornament, ornamental gifts were in him. He was the most beautiful creature that God had ever created. And one time, he overheard God having a conversation in the Trinity, saying, I want us to make man in our image and in our likeness. That thing offended Satan. He went and asked his brother, Gabriel, and uh, this other guy, what is his name? Michael. He asked them, what has God lacked in us that he wants to create another creature? Are we not enough? Are we not enough? And the Bible says that Lucifer became offended by that. By the way, Lucifer is not a bad name. Lucifer was a name given to Satan by God. Lucifer means the bright one. The brightest one. It means the morning star. It means the beautiful one. The all beautiful. So Lucifer was the name he was given to describe who he was to God. So you can call your son. <laughs> you can call him Lucy. See, Lazima. Anyway, that's, a, that's, that's not a joke. You don't have to call your son Lucifer. When you'll be binding Lucifer, we bind your son. So Lucifer was such a beautiful creature. But because of you, God lost him. God lost Lucifer because of man. Because Lucifer was so angry and instigated a rebellion in heaven. The first rebellion against authority did not start on earth. It started in heaven. He, they rebelled. They said, no, this cannot happen. And the Bible says that he was sucked out of heaven with a third of the angels. A third of infinity is what? Talk to me. A third of infinity is what? Infinity. So he was sucked out of heaven. And the Bible records Jesus speaking. He said, and I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So he was sucked out of heaven. And what led him to be sucked out of heaven? You. You are the reason why God had to lose Lucifer. He's one, one of the highest angels. And because of that, Lucifer said, I will not go to hell alone. My enemy will be man. So Lucifer does not fight any other creature. He fights you. And do you know why he fights you? The Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So Satan knows that he can't fight God because he tried and he was drawn out of heaven. So he knows if he touches you, he's touching something that has the same resemblance as God. So by extension, he's touching God. So when God saw this, he said, you will not keep hurting me 
So what will I do? I'll create a remedy. I'll go and kill my own son. So that by his death, there will be the greatest invitation ever. And that invitation is the invitation of salvation. Nobody will ever invite you to anything greater than salvation. Being invited to White House is a great thing. Being invited to State House is a great thing. Being invited to the DP's residence is a great thing. But it cannot be compared to the invitation of salvation. Because out of salvation, I'll sit in the throne of heaven. Out of me accepting the invitation of salvation, I'll be seated in the throne of God. I'll worship him. I'll bow before him. What greater invitation is there than that? What greater invitation? Give me you. Everything else can wait. Give me you. salvation is God coming into you. It is God dwelling in you. It is God living in you. It is you sitting in the table with God. It is you having dinner with him. It is you sitting with him. It is you eating with him. It is you dancing with him. It is you being on the same platform with the owner of the universe. What greater invitation is there than this invitation. This invitation is the greatest there ever is and there will ever be. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, 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 whether black, whether white, whether Maasai, whether Kamba, whether Kikuyu, whoever, whoever who believes, not perish, but have 
everlasting life. God is saying, whoever who believes, whoever who believes, the invitation is open. The invitation is open. You know how they used to kill wolves? You know how they used to kill wolves? A research was conducted of how they would kill wolves. Let me show you. Give it to me. Now, a research was conducted on how they would kill wolves. This is a knife. So the Eskimos, do you know the Eskimos? Kill wolves. And a wolf is one of the hardest things to kill. A wolf. By the way, they have tried to domesticate wolves. But the, the wolf will always break out and kill people and eat. There's even a, a certain breed of a dog that is a fusion between a wolf, it's called a husk. Husky. Husky. Husky is a fusion between a domestic dog and a wolf because they're all in the same class. However, you can't keep the husk. It does not, it goes through training like a normal dog, then at a point, it breaks out and refuses to be domesticated and kills the one trying to tame it. So the Eskimos found a way to kill wolves. So how would they do it? They would take a knife and apply blood on it, the first coat. And they would let the blood dry like this knife. Give me you everything else can wait. Give me you I hope I'm not late. So they apply the first coat of blood, leave it to dry. Then they would apply another coat, and the same would happen. They would leave it to dry, and apply another that coat, and leave it to dry, until it is five coats of blood. But the fifth one is not left to dry. It remains flesh blood. Now, all animals are led by something called instincts. Tell me about animals are led by instincts. So those instincts create things called cravings. Tell me about instincts create cravings. And one of the cravings that animals have is the craving for fresh blood. So they would put this knife somewhere in the forest. Knowing clearly. Because the wolf is an animal full of instincts and cravings. It would come for the knife. Give me you. Everything, Everything else can wait. Give me you. of the cravings of the wolf 
the wolf will go looking for the knife in search of the fresh blood. So the wolf will go and start licking the knife. It will lick the knife and lick it and lick it in search of the fresh blood to an extent that it should start cutting its tongue because it is licking a knife. To lick and lick and lick and lick to an extent it would cut its tongue. So in the fresh of in the in the in the, in the, in the place of licking the, the blood on the knife, it will start licking the, the blood, the fresh blood from its tongue. So what he didn't know is that he was licking its own blood. Because the blood on the knife is no more. So it would continue because of the thrill. It is satisfying a certain craving. It is satisfying a certain joy. A certain pleasure in it is being satisfied. It would keep going and keep going. What it did not know, it was not satisfying the craving. The craving was satisfying it. So eventually, the wolf would swallow the knife. And the Eskimos would come and find that the wolf is already dead. Ladies and gentlemen, Satan has put a knife with fresh blood on the way. Satan has put a knife with fresh blood on your path. A knife with fresh blood called girlfriend. A knife with fresh blood called girlfriend. A knife with fresh blood called boyfriend. A knife with fresh blood called shisha. A knife with fresh blood called cat, mira. A knife with flesh blood called marijuana. Kishada, Kikolo, Kishish, Kishash. He's put it with fresh blood. And what are you doing? You are licking the blood. You are licking the blood. But what you don't know is that lusts can never be satisfied. Nobody satisfies lusts. Actually, the more you satisfy lusts, the more lust grows. So that lust you have for Kishash, that last you have for Kikolo, that last you have for Shisha, that last you have for them girls, that last you have to become rich and famous will never be satisfied. If anything, that last will keep growing. And the more it keeps on growing, the more you are about to swallow the whole knife. Satan has placed these things on the way for you. This knife full of blood. And you are licking it. 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 But Jesus today has come to give you something else that will satisfy. He's come to give you something else that will satisfy. Softly and tenderly, Jesus. Calling for you and for me. Honestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. 
licking this knife. You are tired of licking a knife full of blood.
Lift your hand. Shoot your hand up and walk to me. Shoot your hand up. Thank you for those hands. Now come to me right now. Come with your hand lifted up. Come with your hand lifted up. Come, every hand. Every eye closed. Every hand bowed. If your hand is up, there are hands on this side. There are hands on this side. Come. Hands on the other floor. Come. Come. There are hands on this side. Come. 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 Don't be afraid. I'm calling for you. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Walk to me. Walk to me. Okay. Everybody else, place your right hand on your chest. Place your right hand on your chest. And say this after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you, Lord. I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'm not worthy to be called, to be associated by you. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you write my name in the book of life. My name is, mention your name, please. Mention your name. Say, my name is Boniface Bahati. Write this name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. Kwanzia leo, nimeokoka. Andika jina langu. Taja jina lako, taja jina lako. Sema jina langu ni so and so. Jina langu ni Bonface Bahati. Andika ili jina katika kitabu cha uzima. Kwanzia leo, mimi ni mwana wako. Mimi ni mwana wako. Na wewe ni baba yangu. Wewe ni baba yangu. Karibu ndani ya roho yangu. Ishi nami. Ishi nami. Tembea nami. Nibadilishe. Niongoze. Niokoe. Nibadilishe baba. Nifanye kiumbe kipya. Kuanzia leo. Mimi ni wako. Kila mtu niangalie fanya hivi kidole. Fanya hivi kidole. Sema shetani wewe. Mimi na wewe hatuna uhusiano tena. Najua nia yako ni kuniua. Nia yako ni kuniimprison. Ni kuniaka kwenye jela. Nia yako ni kuniumiza. Nia yako ni kuniua na hicho kisu. Kuanzia leo shetani. Sina uhusiano na wewe. Maisha yangu ni ya Bwana. Maisha yangu ni ya Bwana. Maisha yangu ni ya Bwana. Mimi ni wa Bwana. Mimi ni wa Bwana. Baba. Mimi ni wako. Na wewe ni wangu. Katika jina la Yesu. Father in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Everybody who has made this prayer. They are now born again. These are your children, Lord. Write these names in the book of life. The Bible says, He that began a good work is perfect and faithful to bring it to a perfect conclusion. Father, you are faithful to start this journey. You are faithful to finish this journey. None of these ones will backslide, Lord. None of them will lose the way. Father, I thank you because I believe and I know that they will find you in the name of Jesus. Father, I honor you and I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.